Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. for listening to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at theatsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies, and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Thank you all for joining us this morning. 
We are uh, looking forward to having an amazing training with our CEO, Antonio T. Smith Jr. with the business training for the ATS Business University. If you are in a position too, we do ask that you please turn on your camera so we can see your wonderful smiling faces and feel your amazing energy. If you have a question, please raise your hand or you can put the question in, in the chat. If your uh, screen is not on, just please click manage participants. Another screen will populate and at the bottom of that screen, a little blue hand will raise and we will uh, acknowledge your question. Now I'm going to pass the training over to our CEO, Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. Good morning, everyone. It is good to see you. I'm going to do something a tad bit difficult today. Well, it's not difficult. I was actually going to make it a book, but I'll probably just make it a video and give some freeness. Uh, let me send this text message. Yeah, I was going to do that. So I'm going to need some participation so you all can be with me so do something give me some participation clean this for me please i want to talk about the united states and china trade war and why understanding what's going on is probably going to make me a billionaire that's what i'm going to talk about the u.s and china trade war and why it is probably going to make me a billionaire if you don't understand what's going on then you're about to. If you do understand what's going on, then maybe I can add some more value to you and what's going on or whatever that may be. Let's see. Does anyone, before I go, want to say why, why the, or what's going on with the U.S. and China trade war? Anybody? No. That's cool. That's cool. I get it. Anyone follow this stuff? No, you don't follow it? I follow anything that has something to do with business, sales, and marketing. Go ahead, Phil. Um, I, I don't claim to understand it because there's so many different issues that could be approached in so many different ways. Yep. Uh, first of all, they just have an extreme lower cost of labor. Yep. It affects everything. Their, their cost of, of having people do things, create things, market things is just significantly smaller than ours, which gives them a huge competitive advantage. Uh, the, the yeah. second thing is uh, their technology. They've got these massive amounts of people that's working on technology at an unbelievable rate that they're just uh, light years ahead of us and don't let us know about it. Uh, the third thing is we, they got a lot of our debt. They own a lot of our debt and they could call those notes at any time, which would put us in an unbelievably uh, tough situation. And last, they're really controlled by the government, which makes whatever they want to do, they do and they get it done. They don't have to go through the process that the, free enterprise system goes through that has creates a consensus. Uh, they say they want it done and it gets done, no questions asked. Now, they're having the one problem down in Hong Kong, which is kind of like a, a 
fly in their ointment that's really bugging them. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out how to deal with that without pissing off everybody else on the planet. Pretty much. But how this all affects and what this affects and who it affects, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your, your spin on it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Phil knows about 15 times more than the average <laughs> American, average person, period. And every single thing Phil said is true, and it's going to be brought back up in d- different variations of this, this talk. Every time I say something, I will sort my site, cite my sources. I'll even put the links out there for you as well, so you can go do your own research. Some of this stuff I know, some of the stuff I've had to spend weeks 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 researching and let's start off first by telling you that you're not this pam has a question okay let's start off first by telling you that you're just not going to be in a position of success if you don't have some understanding that feel just put out there you just cannot run because there is war there is a the greatest war happening right now it's not being fought with bullets or torpedoes. It is trade war, the one happening right now, and it affects you. It absolutely affects you from the president you pick to the fact that a Mercedes-Benz is equivalent to a Chevy Cavalier in Germany. But there is a, what you call a, uh, I'm gonna call it a trade tax right now, just to keep it simple. That's on top of that, what makes it a luxury car over here. This is exactly why Mercedes Benz are cop cars in Germany and Europe, right? It's, it's just a lot going on, and all these things affect you. But please know that Mercedes Benz is not a luxury car. It's, it's not. The tax we put on it to stay competitive, and countries do that, and I'll break that down too, makes it a luxury car in America, but it's not one in, in Europe or Germany. No different than a Chevy Cavalier or what's the Bumblebee car? Camaro. A Chevy Camaro is not a luxury car here, but it most certainly is one over there. So we're going to talk about why understanding the U.S. and a China trade war is probably going to make me a billionaire. Pam Norris, please give me some feedback. Okay. And beyond um, looking at what's happening with China and U.S. directly, you got to understand what China's doing globally. China surpassed the U.S. in 2009 as the largest trading partner with Africa. Um, The bilateral trade agreements have been signed with 40 African countries. And um, China moved from having only $10 billion in trade with Africa in about 2014 to over $220 billion. China wants Africa because of its location, its oil, its rare earth minerals, and the fish. Africa is also buying in, I mean, China's buying into Africa because it has plans to move millions, hundreds of millions of its people to Africa because of its overpopulation. So when you're talking about trade, with China and the US, you must also understand what China is doing with Africa and how that is going to impact its power and ability to leverage us. 
No doubt, no doubt. And I could totally have a whole different class about what you just said because Africa is the richest continent on the planet, mineral-wise, this period, yet its own people have no control over its resources. I can get into that forever, but that's not this class, so I'm going to stay away from it. But nevertheless, you are absolutely correct. And Phil said a lot, but I'm going to, I want to double back on something Phil said to let him talk again, that if China decides to call those notes, it's basically be 2008 all over again, but far worse. Phil, go ahead. Well, and the one thing that uh, I think you're going to talk about is the planning process. China plans, yeah. they've got a 50-year plan, a 100-year plan, a 150-year plan. Mm-hmm. We've got a plan on whatever the next president wants to do. Can y'all hear that? <laughs> Absolute facts. And I'm going to start, actually, Phil, that's the first. So I actually already had it copied and pasted. So I put it in there right now. Literally, these are the first two sources I'm going to quote right now. China has a 30-year plan and a 50-year plan to become the world's number one superpower, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, that is exactly what China wants to do. Now, during this talk, you're going to hear me. I'm not, this is going to be a very unbiased talk. We're not for either side here. We're talking about the facts. As a matter of fact, I don't even care about the size right now. I care about the fact that something's happening so brilliant behind the scenes, it's probably going to make me a billionaire. If you are anti-Trump, then this is probably going to upset you because in the case of the China-U.S. trade war, Trump is doing a fantastic job. And that, that probably may ruffle your feathers. But as far as what he's doing and why he's doing it, is actually, as far from an economical standpoint, it's fantastic, but I'll get into those numbers in a second. In the meantime, let me share my screen and show you the links I just posted. Here is China right now. The Independent, it's right there. I've already put it in the chat so you can have your sources. China reveals this plan to become the world's biggest superpower in 30 years. And there, there's some things they're doing with this, but you see it right here. Right now, China is number two superpower period they you have you have to process this information so by 2050 they want to be the global leader and everything they have done in the last 30 years have been for that direction so let's say something that phil just said president has a four-year term three of those years in which the president is actually doing something unless that is a two-term president but you know 100 days honeymoon and in the last the last the last year, the president's pretty much doing some pardons and stuff. Other than that, it's like three solid years. America has a plan for three years. China has a plan for 2050. How can I defeat Humor Consultants when Humor Consultant has a two, 2050 plan for world domination? How is that possible? Especially when the Humor Consultants has the freedom as a company to oversee what its customers are doing. And then when you have your customers, they're feeding into the humor consultants information and all sorts of great things, but you can't do it without humor consultant permission. I'm not telling you that's wrong. That's actually quite brilliant. 
So let's, let's break this down quick. If you're going to think about China and, and the U.S., I want you to think about, and I didn't say this, 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 this happened in an interview with Patrick Bet David and what's his name? Brigadier General. He wrote the book, uh, Robert Spaulding. Robert Spaulding, he wrote the book called Stealth War, which I just purchased and I have been dabbling into that book because I can't put it down. It is amazing. But here's the deal. You in their interview together, one of them, I don't remember which one said, but you can think of China, you can think of Chinese citizens as W-2 employees. I tell you what to do. I tell you when to take a break. I provide your benefits. You pay your taxes to me. Your money also comes from me. I need all your information. I mean, the dependents you have, because I'm controlling that too. Think of American citizens as 1099 employees. Total freedom. You do, you know, do what you want. You're just contracted. And that's really the two different philosophies. Also, let me break that down, philosophy down in Antonio Smith's words. I want you to think of the Chinese philosophy as the whole is greater than the individuals. I want you to think of the American philosophy as the individuals are greater than the whole. The whole has a responsibility for the individuals. That's pretty much the American, not just climate, culture. It's, it's the Declaration of Independence. Now, think about that because everything we're going to say after this has everything to do with the fact that your business is feeding or feeling somewhere into this and you are being effective. The mere fact that I told you that a Mercedes Benz should not cost that much, that's automatically affecting you. It just is. It's automatically affecting you. And let's see if we can break this down a tad bit more. So not only do they have this huge plan for 2050 to bolster what Phil said in his brilliance, but they have a plan to dethrone America as number one, which is, they're right. I mean, they're a country. Why would you want to be the number two country in the world? Here's how China became the world's number two economic power and how it plans on becoming number one. So please know, this was published December 22nd, 2019 by CNBC. I put the links inside your, your chat, but please, this, what, what is that? As of this recording, that's three weeks ago. And CNBC is a, res is a respectable news source. And yeah, they're number two. Your fight, the, your, your, your threat, I mean, look at this. United States, the rest of the world, and look at China. That's impressive by both Chinese and Americans. Totally impressive, it's completely impressive. Now I'm gonna break all of this down but let me just say one more time that your biz, my, the ATS company has a 50-year plan. And then I have a plan for succession. I'm going for the world's number one company in the world. So some things that I do are different. It's not to say that, right? I have a, I would probably be the most Chinese American company there is. That's for sure. What do I mean by that? Well, you have a couple of things. Uh, whole is greater than the individuals. I've got a lot of that in me. 
And then you would also have, I'm like what Facebook did to Snapchat. I will copy your stuff and make it mine. Now, we're not talking about intellectual property, but oh, that's a business system at work. That's mine now. Thank you. That's a very Chinese thing to do. The whole China, that, that's how they reverse, and it's the brilliance of them, right? It's how, they, it's how they got so technologically advanced so fast. They were copying all the stuff that came out the West. They were copying all the stuff that came out the West and reverse engineering it, and then boom, that's where you are and have today. Everybody follow? Now, let's get into some of this. So a tariff, that's, remember I said a free tax or a trade tax? This is what I was talking about, a tariff. I was just trying not to use the, the big words and stuff. A tariff is a tax or well, I'll read to you what it is and then we'll break it down. A tariff is a tax or a duty that's going to be paid on a particular class of imports or exports. Part of the reason I have a tariff is to protect the business or excuse me, to protect the ice buddies in America or to protect the ATSs in China, to protect the the human consultants in Bulgaria, right? You, you, you're trying to protect the businesses of your country. So import and, excuse me, so exports don't come into your country and put your, your, your citizens' businesses out of business. You want to, you want to execute tariffs and pay attention to this part. So the business or the money flows through the businesses of your citizens, your citizens' creators, and not someone else's. And you get a problem with other countries coming into your country over-competing, but you don't have a problem with them coming in and competing because you get, you get money when they compete. I'm going to re-say all that. And I'm going to try to say it in a simple way, a simpler way. But I, I got to say it technically first. You impose a tariff. Okay, we're going to make, we're going to make human consultants and ice buddy American companies. We're going to make ATS the company of Antonio. That's not company. I'm, I'm Antonio Land is the country, and I have great equipment, superior product, whatever it be, or just a product. Period. Or maybe my product is not superior. Let's go with what Phil said. But I have a cheaper cost of labor, and I can I can afford to undercut your prices, and I because I'm not paying the labor that Humor Consultants is or Ice Buddies is because Ice Buddies has been fair. I don't have to be fair because I control my citizens. Now, the president of America is Maya. And Maya says, Antonio Land, you can come and do business in America, but you're not going to put Ice Buddy and Humor Consultants out of business. This is President Maya talking. Congratulations, Maya. You've been promoted to president of the United States. Congratulations. Now, Maya says, but Antonio, you're not fit to come in here and make this money without me taxing you because you're going to come in and we have no problem with you competing. 
but we're going to make your prices higher than Humor Consultants and Ice Buddy. And we're going to make money when we do that, too. Yes. Yes, we're going to do that. Well, how much is that? Well, I'm thinking about a 100% tariff. Wow, really? Yeah, you want to make money, don't you? We want more people up here. Okay, well, we cost $35,000. Good. In America, you cost $70,000. Everybody follow me? But humor consultants have the same thing, and it costs 35000 That's exactly right. I'm protecting humor consultants. Y'all get it? That's a tariff. My tariff is put in place to protect Ice Buddy. Excuse me, not my, my tariff. My, President Maya's tariff is put in place to protect Ice Buddy and humor consultants, and it is to allow me to compete. Do I care if... If my stuff is a tad bit higher, no, not really, because I'm going to give you a tariff too when you try to do business in my country. But at least I make my thirty-five thousand dollars the same way Phil and Susan does. I just gotta, and and, and Pam Norris, so I just gotta make a little bit less of it because it costs too much. Everybody follow me so far? All right, I said now one more time, a little bit more simpler, and I just gave you an illustration. I'm gonna say it simpler. The reason I impose a tariff. It's because I don't mind you competing, but I'm going to, one, make money off of you, two, protect my citizens. I got, right now I'm at 1% of the information I'm going to divulge on this phone call. I still have 99% left to go. But that 1% of information right there was enough for a brain like mine to become a billionaire. The idea of a tariff is enough for me to become a billionaire. Here's why. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to create so many citizens that you want to come over here and do business with me. Somebody should be paying attention. I'm dropping knowledge now. I'm going to create so many citizens that you want to come over here and do business with me. And when you do come over here and do business with me, expect a tariff at 100% easily. No less than that. You can't deny me because you want to be over here. And I'm going to look real good as President Mayan because I'm protecting my citizens. But I'm going to reap where I did not sow. Since you want to come over here, I'm charging you 100% return on, int return on investment. And of course, you do all the work. That right there is enough to make you a billionaire. Now, you can do this as a country or a company. And the truth is, the bigger the company, the more it acts like a country. There is no real difference between a big data company and a country. No real big difference. There's no real difference between a big manufacturing co company and a, comp and a country. Not when it comes to money. As a matter of fact, a big, a big manufacturing company and a big data company would have a foreign policy that rivals the country in which it, does, in which it pays taxes, if it pays taxes. As of this recording, Elon Musk just put a whole factory in China. 
He's literally plant, printing out Tesla electric cars in China. And as of yesterday, he is going to be adopting a Chinese model car after the Chinese people's culture. Now, it's incredible how you even got over there. It's a different story for a different class. But Terrace of Loan will help you figure that out. My question to you as I keep talking is how many of you are leading your business with your heart and not your mind? If I ask you who is your current clientele, how many of you right now, how many of you, your current customer is the little guy? Your current target audience is the little guy, the little girl, the disenfranchised. Somebody just raised a hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? So two of you said me. Think about it. How can you grow a healthy business off people with no money? You're essentially building a business off the blind, sick, and lame. And you have grandiose ideas of becoming wealthy or having some sort of financial freedom. Am I telling you that the blind, sick, and lame are bad? No. Should you start your business targeting them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You should take three years getting you some grade A people who can actually sew into your business, customer-wise, and then get enough money to go do your blind, sick, and lame. We'll talk about that more. Go ahead, Michelle. G. Antonio, I think for me that it's in my business, the reason it's different, and I'm as far as starting out targeting the little guy because of the business that i'm in and originally going into it i never even thought about a nonprofit actually receiving hey you know i it was always giving 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 so my heart did leave and in to a certain extent, it still does, but because of ACS, it doesn't completely leave anymore. And so that I, I just think it was a little different in with me with the nonprofit. Well, it's not for me to agree or, or disagree with, with what you believe is right right for your business. And I'm all for, for it, but you did give me an opportunity to comment. My question to you would be, which money, whose money is funneling into your business, making it healthy? That would be my question to you. Well, from the start, even up to now, it's been my money and then... Um, it got into where it was a few others that actually donate. Mm -hmm. so, so then therefore, okay. you owe me 100 push-ups, right? Because you're, you're, <laughs> you're right in the heartness of things, 
but you cannot sustain your business coming out your own pocket. Nor can you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and I, I did learn that from you. I, know I found right. that out, and I learned that from you, that I can't, stuff. especially on my income, I can't yeah. sustain it. Um, so that, in turn, like I said, that's when I was learning from you that a nonprofit does not have to be just all giving. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you also want predictable donations. You don't want sporadic. Sporadic meaning you don't know where it's, you know, here or there, it comes, cannot come, you know, just completely sporadic. You want predictable revenue, predictable donations. You absolutely do. You've basically built a church that has no tithers, basically. And Pastor Michelle can't get any salary and you don't have a building and you don't have a church. Y'all outside in the rain with your Bibles and your pages are getting wet and none of your members are coming back. It's basically what's happened. I want all of you to be extremely tariff focused. Now, I'm not telling you that but this isn't a matter of right or wrong, but you need to know that your country, whichever country you're in, and we got right now, I, from what I can see, we got Europe and America on this, this, this training right now. Whatever country you're in, they're wise enough to be healthy. Come on, I should have hit somebody. They're wise enough to make sure their countries are healthy so their citizens can keep pouring back into it. You got me? You need to be wise enough to make sure your business is healthy or you're going to run out of capital. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. That brought no, you you're good. You're good. Um, so would you consider Africa to be like a, honestly, like a low-key China? Well, no. Africa is getting exploited by China and pretty much every nation on planet Earth. But, and well, without emotionally charging the word exploited, but, but that, you know, in the, they're getting resources without really pouring back in. Go ahead, though. Okay. I was going to, uh, what I, as, as far as financially, say if that wasn't happening, if they weren't getting exploited, because I know that's why, one of the reasons why China is so close with Africa now is because they're getting things that, Africa has and can produce that they cannot. Um, so, if that weren't the case, would you would you say that Africa would uh, basically be able to compete with China? Africa would never be able to compete with China in its current condition. So, you actually bring me to something I need to explain. So, you, you you're in the right place. You're 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 in the right place. And while Africa is bigger than every continent on planet Earth, can you know just literally just sitting on the side of itself, it'll never be able to compete for something that you all you all hear it every time it's in the news, and you probably don't know what it is. So Michelle G, good job because you're you're making me explain something. If this was a test, you are on page two hundred, and I was on page two. So 
So you did a good job, right? You're you're thinking ahead. So let me catch everybody up to page 200. Let's talk about trade deficit, and then I'll break that down again. Let me give you some meat for for your question, and that way you'll understand why China can never, excuse me, why Africa cannot compete with China. Why the number one resource-rich land can never compete with the number two economy in the world. Everybody listen to me. Resources and economy are two different things. If you don't have if you don't if you don't know what to do with your resources, your resources will dwindle down to your know-how. Jim Rohn says it this way, if you don't grow out to money, money will dwindle down to you. Resources and economy are two different things. Just how many of you started your business off with some resources and now you don't have them? You don't have to admit that out loud, but think about it. Resources have nothing to do. All of you have to, everybody here is old enough to have exchanged a million dollars in your hand since you've been living. That didn't mean you knew what to do with it. Resources have nothing to do with economy. And I'll break that down. So let's talk about trade deficit. A trade deficit, I'm going to do this a couple of ways. It is the amount by which, I got to give you the nerd stuff first. It's the amount by which the cost of a country's import exceeds the value of its exports. In other words, here's your simple version. You can type this down. In other words, it's the difference between all the money Ice Buddy gets from other companies. Not companies, say customers. It's the difference between all the money that Ice Buddy gets from its customers versus the amount of money Ice Buddy spends on producing this product. It's the difference between the money coming in and the money going out. It's the difference between the assets and the, or the liabilities and the assets. And you want more assets than liabilities. Everybody on the same page so far? I, I'm going to break it down a few times because I, I know I got to break it down in a couple different languages. A trade deficit is the difference between Okay, so let's put it back in your question, Michelle G. The reason why Africa could never compete with China is because Africa spends more getting things from China. And China gets things from Africa and makes money in other places or in China with those things. You got me? It's the difference between those things. The difference between those things. A trade deficit. Okay, good. Now, let's break down. Does anyone have questions about trade deficit real quick? Because I'm not going to be able to move on. The rest of the class is going to be out of there if you don't get this. And it's okay. I have no problem with... Maybe I can find a trade deficit graph. Let's see. A trade deficit... It's the difference between how much money you make from other countries versus how much money you spend trying to make money over there. Deanna, explain to me what I said. A trade deficit is the difference between your words. the money I make versus the money I get from you. Well, if you get it from me, you made it. 
you used the word get, you meant spend. Okay, I got it now. A trade deficit is the difference between the money I make, the money I have coming into my company versus the money that I'm spending. Is that it? That is correct. Okay. Give me an example. Um, a trade deficit is the difference between the customers who are paying me versus the money I'm spending out for production costs, uh, overhead, um, paper goods, anything. Okay. Use my Chevy Camaro and Mercedes-Benz example. Chevy Camaro, United States, Mercedes-Benz, Germany. Okay. So the trade deficit there is the thing, the, the Chevy is made here. So that's the money that comes into the company. Every time somebody buys a Chevy, that money stays within the United States. But if we purchase- Who's the somebody? Right customers. Here, no, it's gotta be outside customers. It's gotta be country customers from another country. Okay. If France buys a Chevy- There you go. That's money coming into me. Right. Coming into the United States. There you go. But if I buy Mercedes Benz, that's money going to Germany. There you go. So the trade, so a good trade de deficit would be what? Me, them buying more Chevys from me than me buying more Mercedes from them. There you go. All right. You have a bachelor's degree in accounting now. There you go. All right. There you go. All right. There, there you go. That's, that's why that, that, I needed you to say something so I could see what I'm communicating. That didn't mean that y'all didn't get it. I needed to see. Just because I'm saying something doesn't mean I'm communicating. Those are two different things, okay? So cut the AC on for me. Those are two totally different things. Saying, running my mouth is not communicating, right? All right, go ahead, Maurice. Is it the same as the cost to maintain rental property versus the money being spent monthly? Yes, if you say that rental property comes from China or something, because this isn't what I'm trying to when I'm trying to teach you all. This isn't internal. This isn't Ice Buddy's current company countries. Excuse me, customers. It's Ice Buddy's customers in Bolivia, and that Bolivia customer would obviously be the Bolivian government that's allowing her to do money in that country. Do you get it? Got it. Yep. Yeah. 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 This is when, 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 when reference to the trade deficit, this is, this is the, 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 the problem. Hey, good afternoon, Alicia. Now, let me tell you where Donald Trump is being extremely brilliant at. I'm going to give you some numbers. Everybody write down. Let's see, keep this simple. Mm. Let me say something first. Keep in mind that the US in 2019 brought in $2.57 trillion in money from other companies. Brought in $2.7 trillion, exported out $3.1 trillion. The U.S. spent $3.1 trillion, made $2.57 trillion, 
So the difference between that is, so they lost whatever the difference between that is. I'm not doing the math in my head right. Let's, we'll just make it simple. They lost $500 million. That is $500 billion. That's astounding. Because the U.S. is 323 million people. The rest of the world is 7.8 billion. That's astounding. That's incredible. That makes no sense. It is why the U.S. is the number one world power because of that. It's also why when we mess up economically, we mess up the whole, well, that's not why. Just the, the, the internet and the modern technology has made all of the economies connected. That, that's actually why. That's actually why. All the economies are connected now, and, and every rise and fall proves that each time it happens. Is everyone processing that the U.S. spent $3.1 trillion out, but from the whole world, they made $2.7 trillion? Yep. It's a loss, but it ain't that much of a loss. And that's from other countries. Who wouldn't mind making $2.57 trillion in your business that ain't got nothing to do with your, 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 your warm market customers? That would be pretty good. I wouldn't mind that at all. Now, this leads the exact number is about a $600 billion deficit. This means the U.S. is in a $600 billion deficit every time, at least in 2019. If nothing ever changes, that $600 billion will continue to grow. That's not that big of a deal. No problem. Now, here is where it gets messy. And I took a picture from a video by Valuetainment, and I'm going to show the picture now. This is where this becomes a major issue. And I'm going to show this picture and I will send you the link later from Valuetainment. But let me go here first. The issue that the U.S. has and the brilliance of Donald Trump in this case is Donald Trump is known for negotiating and the deal and all that stuff. All right, can you see that? Everybody see that? All right, these are real numbers. This isn't like, if you look at the bottom right, you see Valentine's logo. I'm quoting my sources. The U.S. trade deficit, they brought in two point, let me three point, imports, 3.1 trillion, exports, 2.5 trillion. From China, the U.S. let China make $539.5 billion. The U.S. only made $120.3 billion. Let's stop sharing this real quick for a second. Y'all need to, so, someone, let me explain it one more time. Let me, let me show my screen one more time and I'm gonna see if someone's gonna explain it. Let's look at that again. And let's, let's test your, your business acumen for your own business, okay? For your own business, we're going to, 
Think about your own business, acting for your own business, not for this class, but for your own business. There it is again. Import. Export. Pam Norris, unmute your mic for me for a second. Which one makes you money? Import or export? Import. All right. Import is what we want, but you need exports so you can try to get some little change, right? But you want the money to come back. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So we're doing pretty good. 323, billion, 323 million people have the number one import of the world. Okay, let me say it a different way. Half of percent of the world's population is controlling most of the world's import revenue. That's pretty amazing, isn't it not, Pam Norris? Yes. That is amazing. Considering it's 323 versus 7.8 billion. That's, that's amazing. Now, Pam, just from you being a strong businesswoman, China makes 539.5 billion off ice buddy every year or at least last year and you only made 120.3 billion what's the problem with that they're they're making more how much more uh like four yeah times or yeah. four times the amount 400 percent percent yeah 400 percent more than what i am but China got 1.8 billion people. Mm -hmm. America has 323 million. Mm -hmm. Now what's wrong with that picture? I need to be selling more to China. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. This is Donald Trump's problem. Yeah, I need to be selling more to them. This is Donald Trump's problem right here. Donald Trump is not just, in this case, now, you know, he ain't being crazy and saying, hey, I want to start a war. Hey, I'm, nope. Donald Trump is saying, wait a minute now. I'm making four times more money. And we have 400 times less people. Y'all got me messed up. Who? And then this is what he's doing. Who did this deal? Who, who did this? This is trash. Now, while I'm being entertaining, my man is really saying that <laughs> in his rallies, okay? So I'm not, really <laughs> I'm not really misquoting him too much. He is literally saying, who did this? Who, who came before me and did this garbage? And they telling him, all right, but ex-president ex, ex did this and the president before did this. And, and here's the truth. It wasn't just the last president or the last president or the last president. This has been happening. And Trump's saying, wait a minute. Ain't they trying to replace us? Nah, we ain't letting that happen. Tariffs. Yep. Because y'all ain't spending more over here. What we not going to do is let you make it. That's what's happening. Now, I want someone to be honest with me. In your own business, would you have done anything different? 
felt any different way. Get your heart out your business. Make your money and put your heart into where your money goes. Put that in chat. Somebody needs to read that and hear that. Get your heart out your business. Make your money and put your heart where you want your money to go. But you can't do nothing with a lot of heart and no money. Donald Trump said, who in the hell came up with this? Because this is not how you run money. I said, Mr. President, you can't do that. Yeah, I can. They need us, is what he said. No, no, you don't understand. And then Donald Trump said, and this comes from, uh, what's this, CIA.gov, okay? Donald Trump say, um, look here, the U.S. immigration rate is number one in the world. This is what Donald Trump said, okay? China's, U, China's, immig oh, I'm sorry, let me define what immigration rate is. The net migration rate is the difference between the number of immigrants, people coming into a country or area, and the number of people leaving that area throughout the year. When the number of immigrants is larger than the number of, of, of immigrants or leavers, when the number of people coming in is greater than the number of people going out, that's a positive net migration rate. Everybody got that? All right. Now, CIA.gov, I'll, I'll quote you. CIA.gov has, keeps track of all this data. Now, it changes all the time. Everybody get with that? Depending on your political aspirations or political climate, whatever's happening. If you want to see the current rate, it's right there. I just put it in chat for you. I literally just put it in chat for you. I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. It happened. Currently, the United States is at 29. And China is at 121. Before Trump started doing boom, this a couple of weeks ago, num United States is at number one. China is at 121. So Trump goes, look, everybody want to come to America. Ain't nobody trying to go to China. So we're going to put these tariffs and we're going to wait it out. Everybody follow me so far. We're going to put these tariffs. We're going to wait it out. I really ain't trying to hear what they're talking about. Mr. President, you can't do that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. No, you can't, Mr. President. Uh, shut your mouth. Yes, I can. I just posted you a link. Let's go to the screen. Real article. Inkstone, a, 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 a Chinese 
article. Author, Chinese. Economic breakup with the U.S. is unrealistic. China top trade negotiator says. Oh, you know, Antonio, that's a that's an old article then. You you Trump don't know what he's doing or America is tripping and blah blah blah. This article, looking for the date, it's kind of a little different. 166 shares. This article was written yesterday. I'm trying to find the date though. Picture taken January 15th. This article came out yesterday. Can y'all see this? I went too far. Anyway, point is, Trump knows that you need ice buddy. You need human consultants. You asked me to speak. I'm Phil Sorrentino. You asked me to speak. Now, I need my money half up front. Yep. Get your heart out of it and start securing your money. Oh, but Mr. Phil, as soon as we sell the tickets, I hear you. But if you can just advance me 50%, I would greatly appreciate that. Antonio? Yes, sir. Interesting. If we know that it's a public event, that they're selling seats to pay me, we don't want half of our money up front. We want it all up front. <laughs> I know that's right. Because we don't want to be at risk that you're good enough to put butts in seats to raise enough money to pay me my fee. Unless you have a reputation in the industry of being able to do that. Yeah, hear that? Phil, is, is that wrong, Phil, that you conduct business that way? No. <laughs> Tell us why. Break it down. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, that was too funny. <laughs> Tell us why, man. Somebody's got a bleeding heart out there. They say it feels wrong. Well, you're asking me to take my limited resources, which is time, and allocate it towards you, that I'm going to come in and provide you more value than what you're paying me. But that's why you want me to come, because you know what I can do for you. And that means that you're gonna either, now if you're a corporation or an organization, an association or anything else, then give me half up front and then I wanna check, I invoice the second half 10 days before the event. But mm -hmm. if you're doing a public seminar, we know historically there's a risk that you're not good enough to go out there and sell those seats to bring enough money to pay me. So I need to cover my risk by asking you to give me the money up front. Now, what I'll do if you don't do the event and for some reason it doesn't work out, I'm not going to give you my money, your money back. I'm just going to give you a credit that in the future, if you need me, you've prepaid me. And we'll just try to do this again. <laughs> prepaid me. Boy, I like that. <laughs> Y'all hear that? This man been in business since 1981. I was born in 1981. But actually, he's been in this one business since 1981. He's been done other businesses before then. But, you know, we talk about this. Alicia, you want to say something? No, she probably don't know she on Alicia? Okay, there you go. Now, all right. 
All right. Someone just sent me a private message that said, thank you. You answered a question I was debating on asking. I ain't even got to an answer. Now, there it is. <laughs> Pam Norris said, Phil, I love how you said no. <laughs> no. No. That's no different. That's, that's no different than the way countries run their country. And President Trump said, wait a minute now. This is a bad deal. Hey, like him or not, I got nothing. That, that ain't my fight. And, and that's up to you. But economically, on this situation, news broke as of this recording yesterday. Well, you know what? Let's let me not talk about it. Let's let's share the stuff. Here is it to you coming in chat, and then now I will share my screen. Now I'm doing this because. Remember, the name of this is while the U.S. and China trade war is probably going to make me a billionaire. Because if y'all go, if anything, let me quote my friend Tentis, they bought their money. Well, I'm following suit. Yesterday, the United States and China strike a limited trade agreement. How they strike a limited trade agreement? Because President Trump said, wait a minute. Who the hell did this? This don't make no sense. You understand? Maurice, you want to say something? Oh, no, no. I think I hit that by mistake. I was All right, no problem. No problem. Now, let's, let's, break, let's, let's break some more of these. Let's, let's go back to this picture real quick. And I pulled up because y'all need to, y'all need to receive this in your own businesses, okay? 3.1 trillion is what we making. Trump says 2.5 trillion is what we spending. Trump says, all right, all right, I'm cool with that. And then Trump says, but wait a minute. You mean to tell me, Pam, that's like four and a half times more money. Now, they're not going to do that. Now, we're not going to do Ice Buddy like that. Okay, we're just not going to do that. China, so you go, but that's not that much money, Antonio. All right, so it's broken down the percentages right here. 17.3% of the trade deficit belongs to China in reference to America. President Trump is saying, we're only 4.8%. We're, there, we're only 4.8% in their economy, but they're 17.3% in ours as far as debt goes. This is a problem. Who's running this? And they said, Mr. President, you are. Well, shut it down. Now, I'm not telling you that when he did so few things that he didn't, you know, cause some farmers to lose money and all sorts of stuff like that. There's, there's always unintended side effects to everything even if they are intended. There's always side effects. Is everybody following that? Every time you do something, there will be side effects, okay? Now, you do a good idea, there will be side effects. There absolutely will be side effects. That's just kind of the way things work, okay? Now, basically, out of $3.1 trillion that comes in, Pam Norris, as 539 
1.5 billion that's from China. This means that 17.3% of the debt China accounts for. But out of the 2.5 trillion that goes out, only 120.3 billion is made in China. That equals 4.8%, just like the graph, the graph I showed you. So in other words, China gives the U.S. less than what it gives it, which when you think of it, doesn't make any sense because if you take it out of countries and put it just in the business, it's a very bad business deal. Especially when you consider China has a total population of 1.386 billion people as of 2017. Google it. By default, this money should... By default, this is, ex this is, this is just a bad deal, Pam. This is an extremely bad deal. The U.S. should be average. The U.S. should make average profits or fantastic profits by the sheer numbers that China has. Essentially, America is, allow America is allowing China to compete with America more than China is letting America to compete in China. Period. The dog wagging the tail. You understand. That's Trump's problem. Trump is saying, but ain't they trying to replace us? So what's Trump's big deal? It's on purpose. And we letting them do it. It's on purpose. And we letting them do it. Not on my watch. That's what he's saying. I'm not telling you. Agree with it. I'm just telling you when it comes to an economical standpoint, y'all need to be thinking like him in y'all business. How many of you would get into a deal right now knowing that if you got into a deal with a future business partner, you were going to lose four and a half times your money? Every, for every dollar, you were going to lose $4.50. How many of you would get into that deal? How many of you would buy a real estate property that you know for your lifetime you're going to eventually get to a deficit so strong that you're going to have to pass that deficit on to another person who owns that property and another person and generation after generation and all of a sudden, 250 years later, the deficit of your real estate property is $20 trillion. How many of you would buy that? And in this case, you probably can't blame the current president for doing what he's doing. Now, let's pause. Forget the president. Forget China. Forget the U.S. There's two real things happening here, y'all. For one, three, there's three, write this out. Real thing happening here. One, want to be number one. And nothing wrong with that. That's what they're supposed to want. The Chinese government has the right to want to be the number one government in the world. That is their right. That is, I mean, why would you even exist if you don't want to be number one? I mean, that's just, are you talking to the wrong lion if you think that I got a problem with someone trying to dethrone me? That's what I expect you to do. That's why I'm so good at what I do, because I expect you to come after me. That's the whole point. 
That's the whole point. Right? I expect you to come after my money. I expect you to come after my woman. I expect you to come after my prestige, whatever that is. Do that. I'm ready. China has the right to be number one. The second thing going on here, America, let that happen. The third thing going on here is according to China's 50-year plan, China did it on purpose. I'll break the 50-year plan out in a second. Now, I want all of you to take this out of right or wrong. I don't, who, right or wrong is irrelevant here. This, what's relevant here is money. Y'all are in a money class. Do you understand? If you're, of the, if you're of the thought process that money isn't everything, you're in the wrong place. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger and how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is mexit news okay you're in the wrong place i would far rather die rich than die poor that's not selfish I would far rather be able to afford toilet paper than go through life without it. This is what it is. I've, I've come accustomed to brushing my teeth. I would far rather be able to afford a toothbrush and toothpaste than not. And you don't want me praying over you and I ain't brushed my teeth in 10 years. You understand? All right, Phil, what's that thing you say about money? You got a good quote about, <laughs> I forget what you say, but it's a good quote about the importance of money. Yeah, uh, money won't buy everything, but what it won't buy, it'll rent. I know that's right. I may lose my teeth, but with money, I can have a pretty smile. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tempest put some emojis down there about me praying over her with 20 year old bad breath like I'm from the 1780s wild west <laughs> honestly these are the three things happening here now I want you to type another three things for me okay I'm going to say those same three things for the reason I'm teaching this class number one somebody wants your customers Ah, Pam Norris, see what I'm doing. Uh-huh. 
Number two, you letting them get them. <laughs> and number three, they planned on getting them. <laughs> Name of this class is the U.S. and China trade war probably may be a billionaire. Because I am watching with these people. When you control trillion dollar budgets, I don't care if I voted for you. I'm paying attention. I can't put on my resume, oh, you know, I ran a whole country. <laughs> that ain't on my resume. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I was totally in charge of the world's number two superpower or the world's number one superpower. Our annual budget was $23 trillion. So if that's on your resume, please teach me something. But I ain't vote for you. you I can't listen to you. Shoot. I don't work like that. Like what? Not. You win it, I'm paying it. Put your heart out your business, y'all. It's some folk out here doing some real good stuff in your field. And since you don't like them, you letting one, two, and three happen. Somebody wants your customers. You letting them get them, and they plan on getting them. Please know. Please, na Maurice, name me somebody you look up to. Anybody. I'll let you know if I'm coming after a customer. Don't matter. I, I, uh, there you go. Anybody, I'll let you know if I'm coming. I'll say, um, T.D. Jakes. Oh, coming after his customers. They all mine. I have a plan. That was one of the yeah. first things I did. That's one of the first things I did. One of the first things, how I got here was coming after his customers. He was on my list. Why would I not? Why would I not listen? Why would I not go, huh, black man? Spirituality. Yep, I'm on it. Pam Norris, name me somebody. Don't matter. I'll let you know if I'm coming after them or not. Oh, you, you got yourself muted. Tony Robbins. I'm not coming at... He's on my list. I got a whole plan, but I'm not necessarily coming after his customers. I'm coming after his business model. Does that make sense? Oh, I'm coming all after John Maxwell's customers. That's why I got feeling Susan. Dang, that should just, that should even be right. Yeah, John Maxwell. Feeling Susan is new John Maxwell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody in special chat put Les Brown. I mean, no, not special chat. Les Brown. If you ask me who Les Brown customer is, Les Brown customer, this is my, no, nah, this ain't my opinion. I got the numbers because I, I ran it. Les Brown customer. Yes, I'm kind of Les Brown customer because Les Brown customer look like Susan and Catherine. 
and that's who I want. Because if you get a Susan and a Catherine and a bunch of Susans and Catherines, you ain't never going out of business. The people who buy Les Brown tickets first is middle-aged white women that are accustomed to making money and calling shots. Congratulations to Susan and Catherine for being accustomed to making money and calling shots, right? Elena Cardone, not, not coming after her. Huh? Donald Trump. Now I've got no plan to come after Donald Trump's customers, but I absolutely like what he's doing with the trade war. Gary V. Yep, coming after Gary V's customers. Grant Cardone. I'm not coming after his customers. I'm coming after his business model. Actually, I'm coming after Gary V's business model. Who are, Elena, who are Elena's customers? Good question. From what I know, Elena has two customers. And she's borrowing from her husband's customers, which is 25 to 65-year-old business professionals that it, business sales professionals, real heavy in real estate and insurance. And so she's got those customers plus the wives of those customers. Her whole Instagram, well not Instagram, her whole LinkedIn, actually follow her on LinkedIn, is directed towards the, the, the wives of these successful people. Here's the point of me saying that. Yeah, I got a plan for these people. <laughs> Tim said, oh, I'm coming for them. <laughs> so, 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 there you go. <laughs> there you go. I have a plan. Keller Williams Real Estate. I have no interest in Keller Williams Real Estate customers unless you're calling their customers the agents, then I'm coming. If, if you're calling the customers, people bounces, no interest. If you're calling the customers, the agents, I have strong interest in them. Harv Eckert, yep, sure am. Napoleon Hill, yep. James Malincott. I don't even know who that is, so let me look him up real quick. And then I will tell you if I'm coming. And what you need to know is I literally just go out there picking folk. Motivational guru spent week in the welfare. Secret millionaire. Oh, yeah. I'm coming after his customers because he has a TV show. And it's called Secret Millionaire. So I'm the millionaire maker. So his people need to be mine. It just is what it is. I'm China. I am... One of the most, besides Facebook and me, we're extremely Chinese customers, Chinese companies in America, extremely. Facebook will steal your stuff and buy you out of business. Oprah Winfrey, I'm coming after her customers because I'm starting a TV channel. He's called a big money speaker coach. Well, you know what? He can have that. Him away. We'll make some good money together. But I sure would like his customers. Here's the point, y'all. 
I'm intentionally China. I have a 50-year plan of how I'm coming. And there are thousands of me in your industry. Do you have a plan for me? Because if you let me, <clears throat> you can get in the deal with me. I'm still coming. You can hire me as a consultant. I'm still coming. I know how to separate the two. I could like you. I'm still coming. Our kids can play together in the sandbox. I'm still coming. I have a complete separation. I don't see it as competition. I have a goal. And abundance is my birthright. I'm not here to take from you. But if you don't vibrate at abundance, the side effect will be you losing to me. <clears throat> no, my kids are not playing sandboxes. They play with Xboxes. <laughs> Different kind of box. <laughs> they play with Xboxes. That's what they do. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? All right, let's break this down some more. This is very important. This is why I got the whole legal team, the whole IT team, all that stuff. This is this this is exactly why I did all that. How you gonna go after the number one spot and not have legal represent re representation? This, this, you just can't. Anyway, you can do that. You just won't be effective in business doing that. Now, forget the stuff that China does. I could tell you all about all the cool stuff they do, but I'm going to tell you what China is doing to become the number one. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you a picture that Patrick Bet David did and break it down for you because he broke this down best. He, he did it better than me, so I just used his stuff. No sense in me reinventing the wheel. Patrick Bet David, CEO of, of Valuetainment, <clears throat> he is an insurance salesman, and somehow he made he revolutionized the insurance industry and he made it entertaining, which automatically tells you great things about him because let's face it, it's, it's insurance, Pam Norris. That is not what you wanted to be in kindergarten, right? Let me see your screen. <clears throat> not what you wanted to be in kindergarten. Here's, China's, here's part of China's plan. They use their government to pressure private companies to adjust their vision 25. That means that China has every intentions. Well, let me, let me. China said, Pam, we got you. Nah, you could work. But you know we want to be number one, right? So what are you doing for us that's going to make us number one? And of course, you want to go into China because it got so many people. So you say things like past presidents of the United States have said, well, 
you can make four and a half times more money than us with 18 times more people because we really need your manufacturing expertise. You can make more money than us because we absolutely need your electronic parts, your wood furniture, your aluminum car parts, your fashion accessories, and your seafood. These are the top exports from China. Electronic car parts, wooden furniture, aluminum car parts, fashion accessories, and seafood. I looked it up. And China goes, how much money can we make more than you? Man, look. Four and a half times more. Deal. Because China's not playing the short-term game. China says, go ahead, make all that money. Go ahead, be 323 people making more money. You can't sustain that growth. By 2050, we'll pass you up, and then you'll never be able to unpass us. Why does this make sense? Who wants to volunteer and talk to me? Unmute your mic and talk to me. Looking for a volunteer. Don't need to know why. Who's, who's brave enough to jump out there? I jump out. I jump on the. I jump on the knife. Good stuff. Good stuff. Since you've been born, is it true that China has been in a cutback season? Yes. Yep. That's good. It's true. And how old are you currently, sir? I stopped counting at thirty-six, but I'm forty-seven. Forty-seven. So for the last half century, my man has said China has been losers on the totem pole. Okay. Thank you very much. You're going to mute your mic. I mean, you can mute your mic. I'll be calling back on you. Pam Norris, mute your mic for me. You are two years older than 47. (laughs) (laughs) Your whole life. Uh How long? has China been losing as far as economically? Yeah, the whole time. Uh, the whole time, uh-huh. Thank you very much. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. That, 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 67 that, years. 67 <laughs> years. 20 years old. Okay. Phil, you're about the same age. Your whole life, economically, has China been in almost the same spot as now, 67 years, or et cetera? Well, in the last five years, they've certainly turned the corner. No I, doubt. I remember when Nixon, that, that was one of the things Nixon finally did was open up communications with China. He was the president that, that made that happen before he, was, uh, he decided he didn't want to be president anymore. <laughs> That was a political joke. <laughs> okay, yeah, no doubt. The last hundred years, China has been in this situation. Last hundred years. But for the last 5,000 years, China has basically run the world. I need you to process this information. China's one of the oldest civilizations on the planet. 
China, India, France, but we're talking about China right now. One of the oldest civilizations on the planet. Since the art of Sun Tzu, China has pretty much been, if you look up history the right way, people from China came all the way over to what we call America out of years. That happened. And China knows this. And China says, we fell off the last hundred years. And like Phil said, last five years, yeah, that ain't happened no more. We got that. Everybody following this information? China said, we're not going to lose. Not no more. We're accustomed. Now, is the China attitude any different than the American attitude when it comes to winning? No. Philosophy may be different. But both countries are saying we're used to winning. So what we're not going to do is lose. All right, take it out of those two countries. How many of your businesses have a culture of used to winning? How many of your current businesses right now, you're China or America, you so used to winning that we got you messed up if you don't get back to winning. And if you're winning right now, you ain't fit to lose for nobody. That's how I feel about ATS. That's exactly how I feel. You got me messed up if you think I'm fit to lose. If you think I'm about to lose, I got the U.S. and China spirit. I ain't losing. If I'm number one, I ain't letting you replace me. If I'm number two, I'm coming to replace you. If I'm number 70, you got me messed up. All y'all going down. Something we say in the hood, get down or lay down. You understand? Beanie Siegel style. I'm telling you. If you're not thinking about your business that way, your business is not growing. It is very uncomfortable in the ATS office. <clears throat> there is a meeting every morning. Growth is extremely uncomfortable. It's fun, but it's uncomfortable. A dead company or a dead church is a very comfortable place to be. Don't nobody make no changes. So nobody made no changes and there's no standard. Ice Buddy is very uncomfortable right now. Humor Consultants, very uncomfortable right now. There's a meeting every day at Humor Consultants. You understand what I'm saying? Because winning. You don't get to be comfortable and win at the same time. Winning is not comfortable. There's nothing about winning comfortable. And if you are not thinking about your business from a winning perspective, if you are not as arrogant as China or the U.S., and, you know, arrogant is a bad term for both of these countries, but if you're not that focused, let me see your screen. If you're not that focused, then guess what? Right? 
All right, so providing subsidies, $300 billion to companies, and then foreign investment and acquisitions, government encouraging, et cetera, et cetera, right? Semiconductors. It's a bit, it's unflattering. So I'm just showing it what Valuetainment said, but, you know, it's not necessarily the, the, the how does that go? The views and beliefs of um, this. It's not, you know. What Pam Norris is about to say in this exclusive show does not necessarily reflect the, the, the culture of ABC News, right? <laughs> you know, that, that disclaimer, that disclaimer, yeah. I'm going to conclude this and open up for uh, discussion. There's a couple of things that you want to... Man, I could say so much about this subject. Phil was absolutely right. China's strengths are cheap labor. I've got a fantastic book on them about how copying the West actually made them fantastic. Now it's written by a Chinese entrepreneur. So there's that, but I love the book nevertheless. Manufacturing, and of course, China creates 80% of the world's goods. And here's the slogan. Now this is, I want y'all to learn from China in this case, okay? Everybody listen to me. Learn from China from a business perspective. China has a slogan going on in their country right now. Remember, I've been, anyway. China has a slogan going on in their country right now. It's called Made in China. Now, to you Americans, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. No, 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 no. China is on some British Empire stuff. Who remembers the slogan the British Empire had when they were the world power, the number one world power? Who remembers? The sun never sets on the British Empire. That's my man. Sun never sets on the British Empire. But it was the truth. China is saying made in, the, made in China. They mean we're already doing 80% of the world. We might as well have business with the whole world and let everything be made in China because no one can manufacture like us. And that is brilliant. It also has a whole lot to do while Huawei is on the blacklist, but I'm going to leave that one alone. That's a whole different conversation. If you want to have it to me offline, you can. Huawei is the phone company, 5G. There's a, there, that's, that's another, as if you're American, that is another brilliant thing that Donald Trump did economically, but I will leave that alone for right now. Now, one more thing, because, yo, this is how... <laughs> This is, this, this is just too funny to me. The, who, who's for me, who, who knows what I mean about Huawei, the phone company? 5G, oh, okay. All right, so just to give it to you real quick, 5G is here. China is set up for it because, Because 5G pretty much eliminates the reason to be online or offline. There's no real 
such like that doesn't exist. It's like walking into your house right now and you're saying, Alexa, play this song. So was Alexa offline until you said Alexa? Or was Alexa always online and waiting for you? And what's the disambiguator for online, offline in your house as long as Alexa is there? You used to have the security of cutting off your laptop, right? your computer, and you knew you were offline. You've got mail. You were online. Dun, 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 dun. Right, the, 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 the window sound, that's it. No one can hack. 5G eliminates that, and right now you're already there. It totally eliminates that. It's so fast. It's so, it's so, everything's so connected. There is no online. There is no offline. And Huawei according to news outlets and, and and well i'm gonna be very very fair here according to smart people with security clearances and access and secret compartmentalized information access the people who protect the united states citizens and its country's interests said that huawei that, that's the it's it's let me pull up the album because it looks like the way you say it is not the way it's spelled. So give me a second. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can share your screen for me. Well, I already got it pulled up. Let, let me share it because y'all not gonna. I apologize for assuming that y'all would know this. All right, here we go. You see it? Let me see your screen. Let me see your Zoom screen. All right, this is that company right here. It's, it's Huawei. It doesn't look like that, but that's how you say it, okay? 5G, rethink possibilities, and all that good stuff. Like, this is the company. Now, according to our security, so th and these, this, these are the people you respect, love, and, and they, they, they keep you safe. <clears throat> so Huawei was spying the Chinese and use it, then, then the Chinese people would be spying on you and your network. So they banned it. They're on the U.S. blacklist. Right? That's, that's that story to catch you up. This is how focused you need to be in business. The United States, the number one importer in the world. That means the 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 country, if the U.S. stops doing business with you, you're supposed to go into third world status, which is actually a very racist term. You're supposed to go into poverty, okay? Because the U.S., everyone wants to do business with the U.S., yes? That, well, I've already proven that with numbers. Like, I've already proven that. All right, good. This is how focused... Is Michelle G still here? Michelle G, unmute your mic real quick, if you can. Yes, sir. What's the name of your company? Assisters Love Mentoring. This is how focused Assisters Love Mentoring should be. Every day, all day, this is how focused you should be. When somebody say, well, we don't want to work with you no more, you're supposed to say, I don't give 
a bleepity bleep, 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 because since you don't want to work with me, I'm putting you out of business or I'm still going to make my money. And no matter what happened, that's exactly what Huawei did. Exactly. They shipped a record 240 million phones after being blacklisted. This article came out seven hours ago. Right here. Can you see it? Now, obviously, I think that's, that's like the third or fourth article you haven't seen from South China Morning Post. I'm subscribed to all of these news outlets because China is. I'm like the NBA. They got economy. I want to do business with China, so I'm like the NBA. I have business interest in China. Okay, that's why I know all this stuff. <clears throat> There's the link to that. It's what I come on AOL. <laughs> There's the link to that right there. In conclusion, y'all hear this and hear this well. Don't sit back like everybody else. And do your stupid little Facebook comments and your Twitter comments about your politicians and judge China or judge United States or judge Trump. Don't let the media fool you. It's some real deal business going on that you need to adopt into your own business. If you get blacklisted, Michelle, by the nonprofit society, whatever that may be, you better wow wave. You understand? You better create your own version. If they won't give you a 501c3, you create your own. Create a new category. Create it. If you do music and you different genre, don't do a genre you don't like. Create your own genre. You create your own. You don't need 501c3. We Michelle 01c3 now. From now on. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Tip was laughing at me, but I'm serious. Y'all, you know how many times, you know how many times I've been shut down? The ATS company has been shut down. Please listen to me. You know how many times that somebody told us what we cannot do? Think, I mean, just, just think about that for a second. You know how many times they tried to they tried to put us in the motivational speaker category? If you had to categorize us, it's going to be really hard for you to do so. Or you thought about it, you're like, oh, no, you this. But, you know, you're like, man, you know, y'all just, we never seen a company like y'all before. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that I'm trying to be different. It's just that they won't let me be different. So I keep doing stuff that don't exist. Go ahead, Michelle. I apologize for the background. No, nah, you good. But um, Antonio, in a way, I've already, I have done that. I created yeah. an area because there's the um, youth who are aged out of foster care. Mm -hmm. They're just kicked out. Nobody's helping them. And that's where a lot of our homeless come from. That's where a lot of our crime comes from, and I've researched all that. Mm 
So that's what I'm working on now is to raise raising money to open a transitional living home for them and to help them get jobs and to, uh, you know, train them into things that they didn't get in school that they need in school, but also in life as well. No doubt. All that sounds brilliant. And I know you're going to make it. When I was in your situation, let me tell you what I did. You don't have to do this, but I'm going to tell you what I did. And I had a, I had a conversation with one of y'all yesterday about this same process. When I was forced to raise money, I tried that crap. I did. You know what I realized, Maurice? I don't like being at the mercy of somebody feel like giving me money. All right, let me talk to some business owners here. Let me, let me, let me come Pam Norris way. I don't want to do no round of capital fundraising. I want to keep ownership in Ice Buddy. All right, I know I'm in. You understand that? I know I'm making some sense over there now in Maui, right? So you know what I did? I said, Tempest, you know what we should do? We should become a sales company. What about the motivation speaking? No, we doing that. We just gonna become a sales company. Ain't nobody gonna know it. Huh? Yeah, we're gonna do that. Why? Because they got money in their pocket. And they ain't giving it up. So we feel that to get it. Then they said, all right. And sales, 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 sales. And people start hiring. So, okay, good. Antonio, you a sales company. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you don't make sense to me 100% of the time. <laughs> but you buy your mama a house. <laughs> but think about it. And then I said, and then I just, I did it again. Service, you know what we should do? You say, what, boy? Because you just keep doing stuff. We should become a TV company. Now, nah, see, see, go to bed. Go to bed, Tony. Go to bed, Antonio. We ain't got nothing to do with no TV. Yeah, we do. I'm just, yeah, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Tim, you know what we should do? Because she know when I say that, I've been thinking about it for like six months. And I already got a plan. And she know I'm not really asking. I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I'm sounding bored. And, you know, so she know that this is typically all those emoji faces right there. She just put in the chat. Oh, we should do. We should become a TV company. We cannot become a TV company. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be transformation. Transportainment. What? Well, Tim, there's only two ways to make money. You're not going to solve problems or entertain people. We need to do both at the same time. Why? Because it's money in their pocket over there for entertainment and we not getting it. Huh. Okay. Liddell said it sounds familiar. Poor Sarah. <laughs> so then I went, okay. All right. And everybody let me do TV company. So what you going to do? You going to buy some cameras? Nah, we start off with Zoom first. Facebook Live, Zoom. And the cameras came later. That don't make no sense. 
And then I fooled around 2019. You know what we should do, teachers? This is us. <laughs> you know what we should do? This is what we should do. We should become a big tech company. You know what? I'm going to bed. You're just doing too much. Point is, Michelle, anybody got time for no box or no rules? They won't let you got it. If they don't give you no donations, then you hire some salesperson and then you go sell the people who don't want to donate you something. You go sell them something that they need. Antonio, I'm already working on interns. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You make sure they're nerdy and attractive. And you put the attractive ones out front. You understand? That's wrong, Antonio. If you don't get your heart out your business, this is exactly why a pizza place got all the little pretty girls up front on the register and all the people who look like me in the back throwing flour. Don't fool me now. If you 35 and up, if you some big guy, get your butt back there and get on that flower. Oh, you 18? Girl, get up front. <laughs> Why? Because they try to increase their ticket average for the, for the grown man that walk in and want to feel young. Oh, would you, would you like some extra bread? Sure do. I got money. That's Anyway, that's the psychology of sales. Sarah said, I have business bipolar. You probably do. That's kind of rude of her. <laughs> business bipolar. You probably do. Y'all act like U.S. or act like China. My argument is they're both right. You understand? Now, actually, my argument is they're both effective. You got to ask which one you are. Are you China or are you U.S.? In my case, I'm China. They slept on me. I was born in poverty. So now I got a 50-year plan. If I told y'all this is the same company in 2009, same company, just, just changed the wallpaper a bunch of times. The same company. It's the same company. And I'm coming. Treat your business. Treat your business like you don't want people to come after your customers. Like they have a plan to come after your customers. And you better stop letting them get your customers. I'm done with my presentation. Michelle, you start off our discussion or Q&A part. Go ahead. And Tony, yo, I, you know, I listen. I listen. I may not, I may try to be quiet a lot of times, but I listen and I pay attention. I take my notes. And, and that's why that uh, statement was made to you. Good stuff. Yeah, Michelle, right. She, she, well, she, she was told y'all she was the one that came to me in private and made the statement. <laughs> this is the thing. Earlier, a private statement came to me. What about Tyler Perry? You coming after his customers? I'm not. I'm coming after his business model. It was actually Tyler Perry that is probably more instrumental in my success than anyone. I think that's the first time I've said it out loud. 
it is. Tyler Perry, I remember in 2003, maybe four, was this play called I Could Do Bad By Myself, and we watching it on TV. And I was like, first of all, a play on DVD? Wow, that's different. And then it was, you know, it was really good, obviously. I mean, look, look at him today. And I went, wow. This is an incredible business model. I'm watching the plays go and, you know, he promoted himself and then he, he progressed and now he just built Hollywood in Atlanta, which is a really big deal. It's a really big deal that Tyler Perry built Tyler Perry Studios. That's a really big deal. But nevertheless, he has been instrumental. That's why there's ATS Studios. Yeah, I don't know yet. It's the first time I say that loud, but there is an ATS Studios. Anyway. Anybody got some questions, comments, something, wrench around? Antonio? Yes, sir. Let me give you a little uh, history on China out of the Urantia book. Nice. The support, the su superiority of the yellow, ancient yellow race was due to four great factors. Number one, generic. Unlike the blue cousins in Europe, both the red and yellow race had largely escaped the mixture with the debased human stocks. Social. From the year 20,000 to 5,000 BC, the highest mass of civilization on Urantia was in central and northern China. The yellow man was the first to achieve a racial, a racial solidarity, the first to attain a large-scale culture, social, and political civilization. Spiritual. This worship of truth was provocative of the research and philosophical exploration of the laws and the natures of the, of the potentials of mankind. The Chinese of even 6,000 years ago were still keen students and aggressive in their pursuit of truth. And then geographic. China is protected by the mountains to the west and the Pacific to the east. Only in the north is a way for them to open attack. And from those days, the red man too was coming later, but the north was not occupied by any aggressive race. Wow. I really got to read that. I get your email. I reach emails every morning. I really had to read that. That's, that's extremely interesting. That's, for those of you who do know, that's my version of Law of One. That's same, same, same concept. Same concept. Good stuff. Good stuff, Phil. That is, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna have to have a sidebar conversation about that. If you caught that, I'm going to let y'all catch it. Phil, did you want to explain that any, anymore? Because I'm, I'm I don't know how many people are ready for the brilliance you just did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, it's what it is what it is. I yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> this is what it is. That was brilliant, though. You ask this off camera, we'll tell you how brilliant that was. I'm going to tell you that agree. And I didn't think about that geographical aspect. That's a very good. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Maya? Can I be along with ATS Studios? <laughs> Coming soon. Go ahead, Maya. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to make oh. my presence known. I <laughs> to put my hand up and volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Let y'all know. I'm ready. And I'm <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Yeah, I'm thinking there, there is some. I'm thinking TV, 
audio or or you know I'm, well I, I i'll just go ahead and tell y'all what i'm thinking i'm thinking tv and movies two different things in my system they're, they're not the same and they're actually not the same in hollywood either and podcast Because I'm not sure if I want to get out of the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to keep it. I'm thinking you should be. I wish. I, I wish Tempest could talk because she would be a perfect example. I mean, she would be so good right here, so good right here. But you should be thinking standalone. Yes. All right. She said what you want. How do you consume most of your visual pictures that we call movies or entertainment or videos, even if those are education too. What, how do you consume these things? Y'all, y'all pay attention in the chat. How do I? Consume? Yes. All right. I'm, and I'm thinking along the lines of IGTV and stuff like that. Oh, you mean where? Yes. Yes. Um, IGTV is definitely number one. So I'm obviously on my phone most of the day. I need y'all to hear that. That's already. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, <clears throat> I've watched Facebook Watch because I love Red Table Talk mm-hmm. with Jada um, and her mom and her daughter. Got nominated for some daytime Emmys, right? Right. A, D- a TV show that's not even a TV show. Got nominated right. for some Emmys. Interesting. Right. Um, then I use Hulu, um, Prime Video, and Netflix, probably in that order. Okay. Pretty much all streaming services, for sure. But I'm not sure how many of y'all would have thought she would have said IGTV number one and Facebook Watch number two. Facebook owns IGTV. Facebook, this Mark Zuckerberg guy is freaking brilliant. The man created two Oprah Winfrey networks, two Universal Studios on social media platforms. Produces no content, but has shifted the world to one or two of his apps. If that ain't a business model for you, can I say why? Yes, please. Um, the reason why I love IGTV and Facebook Watch Mm -hmm. is because um, I used to love the show Scandal by Shonda Rhimes with Kerry Washington. And they were the first TV show cast to live tweet during their show. So you got to interact with people watching the show in real time. So I like IGTV and Facebook Watch because you can comment while you're watching and see what other people are thinking and see what, you know, other people catch things that you didn't catch. And I remember... (laughs) 
saying i think i said in a group chat like years ago that i wish hulu and netflix would add like the social media aspect because i would watch old shows and i would want to talk about it but i didn't know who was watching it at the same time so i like igtv and facebook watch because you have that community going on while you're watching videos y'all hear that and not only is that facts. Now, my favorite is Facebook Watch. I consume most of my content through Facebook Watch, YouTube, Netflix, then IGTV. And the only reason IGTV is fourth for me is because I, I don't like the part that Tempest likes about it. I don't want you to suggest me more material like this material when I go. I'm going to these platforms for one specific thing or one specific mood because I'm not the watcher. I'm going for one thing. I typically consume comedy on Facebook Watch. Just boom. I typically consume anything of learning if any learning that is esoteric that a few people know that's youtube netflix is probably me actually enjoying myself and then igtv i love that social media aspect that tempest was talking about love that one of the biggest things coming for the ATS is that social media aspect while you're watching videos. You can already see it in the introduction of discussions, but you should be thinking that coming soon, but I'll keep that kind of quiet for right now. Anything else you want to say there, Tempest? Because I'm done. That, that's actually, you, you left us at a good jumping off spot. Um, no. So, well, I would say add. I would say try to add a community, blend in a community aspect with your business, because as much as people say, "Oh, technology," we don't talk no more because technology technology is actually bringing people together from That's all right. across the globe, and if people can connect on your platform about your product, then you win it. Mm. Write that down in the chat. If people can connect on your platform about your product, then you are winning. Then you winning is what she said. Connect on your platform on your product, about your product, then you're winning. And both the United States and China got that going on. China has its China kind of abruptly stops U.S. social medias from penetrating their culture. And they, they have their own. They have a Twitter for Chinese people. Where we adopt Chinese movies and Chinese apps like TikTok, right? And Bruce Lee and stuff like that. It's kind of the reverse side over there. And then, of course... Facebook or America is, is known for its innovation. That's it, y'all. I hope that helps you. I may do Iran soon. 
it takes me about to do what I just did today, and I left out a bunch. I left out a ton. I'll show you. I mean, I left out all this. Like, I didn't even do this or this. And there's pictures and all sorts of stuff, right? I didn't even give you all sorts of data. I left out a bunch. But before I, I get Pandora's before we go, this takes me about 140 hours to present something like this. 140 hours of research just to present something like this. Pam? Yeah, I just want to say something for anybody who may come back and be looking at this class in the future once it gets posted. This is why I get up in the early in the morning to be on these classes. This was truly another master's level business wow. course. And the content and the discussion from the participants in this class and what information you shared, Antonio, during these last two hours, this is just just uh, heads and shoulders above anything else you would even find in any of the universities out there. And I just want to thank you for it because this is, this is so helpful. And nobody, somebody said it yesterday in a class, you asked who does what I do? And someone answered, nobody is doing what you do. And that is absolutely true. There is nobody who's giving this quality of discussion around business issues that are critical to moving businesses in the future. So I just want to say thank you for that. And so anybody who's listening in the future knows just how much they've gotten today. I sure appreciate that. That's, that's the highest compliment I can ever receive. I just posted chat value, value tainments breakdown of the U.S. China trade war explained. So those pictures that I was showing actually came from that website, excuse me, that video. You can see it there yourself. Please save it in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. That was so cold what she said. I may put it in the freshman level and have it on, on for free so people can see what she said about us because y'all need to be out there listening. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. We sure enough see you whatever other time that we connect. All right, everybody, have a good one. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all want to learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 
46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And 
I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy, famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, 
I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions hear me well 48 job positions 22 dollars an hour paid training and i couldn't find someone not one person for those job positions now is it because i hire slowly true but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to, but if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not gonna free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to Apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, 
soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.